Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and we are glad to be with you today. You know, we are still having some technical difficulties with Blog Talk Radio, but they will be worked out, as I've just been told. So we're quite excited about that. What else we're quite excited about today is a very, very special show, and that show is about women and mothers balancing family, motherhood, career, and women's bodies. You know, after you get pregnant or even before you're pregnant or you're getting older, you don't, you know, you start to get very fragile or look at your, you know, like, oh, I don't look the way I should. You know, all, come on, all of us women do that. So, you know, we're going to put Jay on the spot today, our co-host, because, you know, he is always kind of like, you know, getting a little embarrassed when we talk about women's bodies and their, you know, and everything about that. So we're running a little bit behind. We're going to go right into the show and talk about some very important topics in between. So stay tuned with us and, you know, don't, uh, don't count us out in between. And, again, we're working out these uh, very, very difficult uh, issues that we've been having. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on Mr. Jay Logan. Mr. Logan, how are you? Mr. Logan, how are you? That's great. Well, Mr. Logan, I think that we – not not well. Our listeners can't hear you too well, sir. Okay. All right. Better now? Yes, we can hear you now, Mr. Logan. You know it's important that we hear our favorite co-host in sunny San Francisco. Actually, I'm actually hoping it's not too sunny out there so that this New York will have the actual bragging rights today. Uh, maybe you guys got to speak today. I think you do. I think we do today too. And you know, I know you're gonna have, I know you're gonna have the bragging rights for the rest of the year. But you know, at least give New York a little bit of that right now. Okay, is that okay with you? That is wonderful. Okay, Jay, we have an amazing show today. I'm really excited. It's gonna kind of put you on the. Uh, you know, having a guy on the show, I think you'll learn a lot, but we're probably going to put you on the, uh, so to speak, you know, in the hot seat. Okay. Wow. How do you feel? You, you know, because we're talking about women's body image today, you know, and as you're married, too, this will be good for you. And as you have children, this will be good for you, too, because you have all girls. So this is what you'll learn to stay out of trouble. Right. Is, is, that, is that okay with you, sir? That's fine with me. Okay, I just hope you can handle it now, Jay. I'll try my best. Are you ready to get in? Get into the show? Sure. Okay. Well, we're going to bring on our favorite guest, Jay. This woman is amazing. She's a wife, a licensed daycare provider, and professional, as well as a fitness consultant. She does it all, and so we're going to talk about how she balances that all and how other women to understand, like, what they can do with their bodies fitness-wise. So you ready to get into the show, Jay? Let's do it. Okay. Hey, Jennifer, how are you? It's a pleasure to have you on our show. 
Hi, Gail. Hi, Jay. I'm happy to be here. Well, how are you, Jennifer? Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Well, Jennifer, you know, with the, what we'd like to do is we're going to ask you a series of questions, and we would just love for you to, you know, tailor your answers to the questions, because if you give away all the good stuff before the end of the show, then we won't have anything to ask you. Okay, is that okay with you? That's fine. Okay, great. So, Jennifer, we're going to get right into the show. And, you know, we know that you are a mother, a licensed daycare provider, and a fitness coach, a wife and all these roles you play, how do you balance all of these areas? How do I balance them? Yes. It's trying to uh, work with my family and with um, my friends and uh, just making it all work during the day. And finding that time for me is where I do my fitness, And then, um, you know, working as a wife, my husband has his own job, so it's, uh, you know, trying to work around his schedule as well. So one of the perks of me being a a daycare provider is I'm able to be home for my family, so that has helped me a lot as well in regards to being here and getting, um, you know, things done and spending time with my kids as I can during the day when they get home from school. But, uh, you know, it's it's always a juggling act. I will not lie. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. Um, my question to you is, given you have children of your own and you're also a licensed daycare professional, does this drain your energy when it comes time to family time? I'm sorry, what was the question about my family time? I was wondering, given that you're a daycare provider and you have a family of your own, does it drain mm-hmm. time when it comes down to family time? Well, because my husband, his job right now primarily is his job is during the day as well. Um, you know, we try to make family time in the evenings and on the weekends. So it's really... Um, it has, you know, it works out because we're working at the same times. And then um, we just try to work in the weekends mostly for our um, family time. It will, I will be honest, though, it's hard. I know as a mom, we always dream of like this, you know, sit home, sit at dinner together as, you know, a family type thing. And that is a real struggle for me during the week because of, kids and their school activities and so forth. I mean, you know, it's working with multiple schedules, not just me and my husband. My kids are older and they have extracurricular activities as well. So it's just finding those little snippets of time, you know, that you can connect and be with them, be it, you know, going for a walk after dinner or connecting with them as I'm transporting them to their activities um, to and from after school and so forth. But Jennifer, I was wondering, like, as far as the energy, does it does it drain your energy as well? Like, are you tired? Like, because you do all this other stuff. Uh, so that was the. <laughs> you know what? I it's so ironic because um, it's funny. The more fitness that I fit into my life, I wake up very early, 
and work out in the morning before I actually start my job. And sure, I mean, by 9 o'clock, 9.30 at night, I am starting to drain, but um, I seem to have more energy when I'm actually keeping with my fitness program um, than when I'm being more laid back or uh, not doing as as much um, working out. Wow. But no, it doesn't. I I know it's kind of odd. I know some people are like, oh, how do you do it? But it's just, it seems like that's the, the more that I do that, then the more energy that I have. So, and part of that is, is my, is, is paying attention to my nutrition too, because I find if I skip meals, I get more tired or I'm reaching for things that are not healthy. (laughs) Well, we don't want you to tell too much, Jen, because we do have a question for you about that. Jen, I I have a little bit of a a simpler question, if it's okay. Um, You know, Jennifer, as a wife and mother, um, and don't give away too much because Jay has another question for you around this. As a wife and mother, what what part of the day do you find time for yourself? Just what part of the day do you use for yourself? For myself, I make time in the morning. Like I said, I get up early at 5 a.m. Most days, I'm up by 5 a.m., so I have from 5 to 7 a.m., and then in the afternoons around this time <laughs> that I'm talking to you, I find, you know, 30 minutes to sit down and have a cup of tea, catch up on my email, just, you know, reconnect with my friends or just, you know, relax. And then um, I always try to make time um, in the evening as well. I try to. It's not always, it doesn't always work because that time, like I said, is the pri- priority is family and spending time with my husband too. Wow. Oh, that brings us to this question, Gail. You know, I wanted to ask her, like, okay, we all have me time. You know, Gail has me time. I have me time. Is your me time actually when you work as a fitness consultant? Um, not all the time. My me time in the morning is um, for me. Like I'm working out for me. It's I'm doing my own um, exercise. I'm training right now to run the Detroit Marathon in the fall. So I'm a runner, and so that I mean that's part of my me time that I have to get in. Um, and I'm always just trying to, you know, part of my me time is is. That's my interest. I want to learn more about nutrition and fitness. So um, just like anyone else who ha- would have a hobby or a passion, they're probably spending their me time, you know, ch- catching up on the latest baseball games or what's going on with the, you know, the Bears training for the fall or something. You know, they're, t- they're catching up on things and their own interests. So that is my interest. So that's um, where a lot of my focus falls when it's my time. You know, that brings me to the next important, important question, Jay, with, uh, with you, Jennifer. It's, as a fitness consultant, what have you found in women who've had children and trying to lose weight to get their bodies back in shape prior to pregnancy? Is this even doable? Of course it's doable. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm living proof it's doable. I mean, it's, I think as, um, 
and fitness, if, if, if you have a level of fitness that's high before your pregnancy, you're going to probably bounce back a little quicker than other women. But it's not impossible for someone who, I mean, myself, what happened was I had two kids pretty close together. So um, me a little longer, like just as I was trying, starting to get, you know, my body back sort of, then I was again with my son. So, um, you know, I, it is a real struggle. Um, It's totally doable. And I think, some women are just frustrated because it, sometimes it does take a little longer than we expect because we are nurturers and we're always putting others' uh, needs before ourselves. So um, it is totally doable. And I actually am now in better shape than I ever was before I even had kids. Wow. Wow. That's great. That's great. Um, Jennifer, what is it that women don't understand about their bodies and the effects of pregnancy on a woman's body? What can you share with us about that? About our bodies and the effects of pregnancy yeah. on our bodies? Yeah, what is it that women don't understand about their bodies, you know, when they get pregnant and how it affects uh, pregnancy affects a woman's body? I think with our bodies and pregnancy – it's that we in during our pregnancy it's we're we're giving all this information and we're trying to do the right thing nutritionally and physically you know in regards to limitations in um exercise and nutrition and so that's going to have an effect on our bodies and so our you know we're going to be eating sporadically. We're going to be throwing off our metabolism. Our bodies are burning a lot more fuel because we're constantly, we're, in, we're making a baby. So, you know, we're eating more and our um, bodies are working harder. But then once our pregnancy is over, we're in this eating more phase where, you know, it's hard to get out of that habit. So sometimes the weight grain, you know, the, the metabolism, the inner energy of metabolism is, is slowing down back to, you know, we're not making a baby anymore, and then we're still on this, like, eating more uh, track. So I think that's part, kind of like the switch, a little bit of a, a, a physical switch that we need to be aware of, that most people, most women don't think about it. They just know that you know, we're still working to um, to get our bodies back, but they're not taking in, into account the idea of our metabolism. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it, it, it must take it, a lot to get your body back. Though. I'm, I'm a guy, so you know, we don't understand. We think you guys can just bounce back like a Pop-Tart. We don't understand, a you know. A Pop-Tart? <laughs> Well, we don't, guys. We don't. We don't know that. We just think, well, after you had a kid, you'll be all right in a month. So, because we, we're not, you know, we guys. You know, we don't know. So, this information is great for us, so we can appreciate, you know, our wives or the the mother of our children. It's a lot of work to just bounce back into shape. You know, this is all new to a lot of men. They they don't really, you know, understand because uh, they don't have to go through nine months of work and baking 
So this is great information to know that uh, right. it's a challenge. I mean, there's everyone's different, and of course, I mean, I'm not a, a pregnancy expert, but I can tell you from my own experience and working with other women who are trying to get their bodies back after the other thing is, you know, whether you're going to be nursing or not. So, you know, there's a whole nother, you know, ball of wax with that type of uh, what what's going on after the pregnancy. So well, you, you know um, what it is, Jennifer. He's being active be, is the key. He's trying to be politically correct because he doesn't want to get in trouble when he goes home. That's what <laughs> <Yeah>. it is. <laughs> He doesn't want to get in trouble, so he's trying because he knows that this, anything that he says will be held against him. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think too the 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 body image thing with women is afterwards. Then you know you're not automatically going to fit it back into your pre-pregnancy clothes. So that's kind of depressing, you know. You're like, okay, that's you know usually seems like that's the number one thing, you know. I want to be able to fit back <laughs> into those clothes. So it, exactly. not that's, that's getting true. there fast enough. Well, you know, one of the other no. things that goes with work, working out. Oh, did you want to ask another question, Jay? Go ahead. Well, yeah, well, I want to ask you, so, yeah, you guys are women. So what does that do to your mind? Like, you don't get to get these clothes again. Your husband looks at you a different way. Your friends look at you a different way. Does that, does that, does that mess up psychologically your, how you feel about yourself? I mean, I just want to get into that because that has to affect, it has to affect your mental uh, being somehow. So, Jennifer and Gail, this is a question to both of you guys. How does that, uh, what is, the, is there a way around that, or is that something you just have to deal with? We know Jennifer, if I, could, at all. if I can answer this, see, I'm not the fitness pro that Jennifer is, but what I can say to you is that um, I have to say that my mother um, actually built within my family, and my family in general have a, a, a strong sense of ourselves. So that really doesn't come into play. But what I will say to you that bo- that does bother me a bit sometimes, Jennifer, too, is that, you know, I'll see younger girls, you know, and you can never be I, – sometimes I want to be the way I was when I was 21, but then I'm realistic. Like, no, the only thing that bothers me is I'm a runner. So when I find my breath getting a little shorter because I know that I've gotten a little bit older, that does bother me. Like I can't, you know, I'll find that, oh, I'm not, my legs are not as fast as they used to be. But then I'll just go back to the, to the elliptical that I have or riding a bike a little bit and I can get myself back in shape. But the thing that really hit me recently is I hadn't ridden a bike in two years and getting up a hill was harder for me, which is unusual for me. So that started to bother me that I just wasn't in shape that way for myself. Um, Jennifer, I don't know your thoughts about that. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, like you're saying, like I was just going to say before, activity is key. No matter what you're doing, you, know, um, you need to just keep your body active at whatever level it's at at that, that point, that level in your pregnancy, and then you just kind of build up from there. And there's a direct between, you know, being active and those endorphins, those feel-good endorphins. So the more active you are and the more that you're able to do, then it's going to just, you know, improve your self-esteem. And eventually, obviously, if you're eating right and exercising, you're going to eventually get back there as long as you're keeping at it 
and trying to be positive about it. We got one of the other questions. Guys, you do. You have a very easy. And that, that brings me to the next question, Jen. You know, for women who are on the go with family and career like you are, how can they take care of themselves from a nutritional point of view? I know that we saw on your site and you're always offering some great things to eat and drink. How can women like yourself, other women who are, like, really listening to you and really can relate to what you're saying, how can they take care of themselves from a nutritional point of view? Well, the number one thing really, and if you think about it and if you start to track and, like, write down, just even do a food journal for, like, two or three days, I think you'd be surprised. I think we skip meals. And it's not Hmm. even, you know, being in a fitness profession and training like I am, I still sometimes have to set an alarm. I don't forget. Because when you're busy and on the go and um, that that's when it kind of like if you don't have something meal planned or if you don't have something healthy prepped that you'll either skip entirely or you'll make a bad food choice. Oh, I'll have to go to Subway today or I'll have to, you know, you'll have to stop and make some kind of, um, you know, choice based on what's available at that time around you, the the vending machine or whatever, you know, because you just need to, to not skip meals, I think, is really the the number one thing that um, that we do to ourselves because we get busy. We're we're on the go. We got our list, our to do list is long, and um, so you just need to find ways to keep your body going and try to eat every two to three hours if you can. I know some people think it's grazing or whatever. You know, I'm grazing all day or whatever because it's. <laughs> Our bodies really weren't made for like those three meals a day. You know, we, especially if you're at an active lifestyle, you need to be um, eating more frequently, for sure. Jennifer, so that's my number Jennifer, one what, tip for that. Well, Jennifer, moving right along here, I wanted to ask you, since we're supposed to be eating this great food, what types of food do you highly recommend for women and their families to eat when on the go? What types of food? Well, I, you know what, there's so many things out there that, but obviously I think the best things are just fresh produce or fruits and vegetables, you know, because um, if you can, you know, pack it to go. But, I mean, there's so many, like, uh, granola bars and snacks or cheese and crack. I mean, things that you can take along with you, but um, keep it simple, I think, because then you're getting the nutrients directly from the source. And I try to advise people to stay away from processed foods. And if if you are snacking, say you have a snack um, that comes in a bag that you're bringing and and eating from that you really pay attention to looking at the serving size, like how many chips are in one serving. So, because we, before we know it, we could eat the whole bag and then you look at it. And I'm guilty. I'll raise my hand. Okay. Because I one day I was like, oh, this granola looks great. 
<laughs> and I was so hungry. I, I, by the time I got to the destination of where I was driving to, I was like, all right, that was really tasty. And then, and then after I'd eaten it, I looked at it and I was like, okay, I just ate probably six servings, and they were like a hundred calories a serving. I'm like, what? <laughs> And, and, and you know that is so true, Jen, Jennifer. Because you know, Jay, I'm sure when you're on the go with your daughters, or you're in the car, or we're all busy and doing stuff, you're on the go. You, you say, "I'm only going to eat this certain amount," and the bag is still there. And you're like, "Oh, there's still some in the bag." But I only eat one, one gill, only one bag. That's all I do. I'm pretty good. Only one, one bag. <laughs> You know, you know what you know what it is. You know, here's the thing, Jennifer. He's already skinny, so he doesn't have to worry about really gaining weight. You know, he's always active. So, it's, it, and, and you know, Jen, that's one of the questions I have. I mean, I have a question for you, but Jay, this is a question I have actually for both you and Jennifer. Jennifer, why is it so easy that I notice that guys could be like overweight for years and then they decide to lose weight most of the time, no matter what age, and it just goes right off of them. And it seems like as soon as a woman hits 28 or more, it gets harder for her to lose the weight. Yeah, I mean, guys do run into that too in regards to weight loss issues, but I, I totally understand. I think it they're built differently. You know, there is definitely a different level of uh, metabolism with men, for sure. We have to work harder. But, I mean, there are certain things that they still have to do. They still have to have the right idea of or right mix of nutrition and fitness to achieve those results. So, I mean, I can't discount that they're not working. But I will say that I have seen or agree with you that they see results faster than us. So what's yeah. your what's your take on that, Jay? That, you know, we we as men, we must respect our women. And so we work harder to try to, you know, respect our women and do what our, our wonderful queens tell us to do. So we work a little harder. We do the exercises. We move the couch. We move the refrigerator. We move the couch back over there. And move it back over here. And then you don't like it. So I think that's why we, get, we might burn a little bit, you know, a little bit more, Gail. Uh, You're saying guys have more physical labor? (laughs) We put guys do more physical labor, so that's why you run out faster than us? Jennifer, (laughs) you are really getting yourself in trouble. Jennifer, can you believe that he just said because they move a refrigerator or a couch? This is yeah. a physical yeah. exercise. I mean, that's what he just, you know, you're really in trouble right now. You're getting yourself in a lot of trouble. I, I'm waiting for him to say, and I took out the garbage last week, and. <laughs> uh, did you do that, Jay? <laughs> oh, he didn't say anything. Jay, did you take out the garbage? Did we lose him? Did we Jay? lose him? Maybe he just. <laughs> He was like, oh, no, he's hiding. <laughs> I was just wondering on the serious side, Gail, is the stress level different for men and women, Gail? Is no, 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 Jay. Jay, we're not letting you off the hook. Did you take out the garbage last week? <laughs> I took the garbage out. <laughs> I took the garbage out, Gail, and I took the garbage out for my mom. So, I mean, I okay. do you know, you guys, you guys. 
guys are, you know, you guys order us around a lot, you know, and we have to do what you guys tell us. So, you know, it's a lot more work being a guy. In, <laughs> You know, he took I mean, a little long on this, yeah. Jennifer. He took a little long on that one, Jennifer. He took much longer on that one, Jennifer. So I'm starting to wonder, you know, when you go home tonight to your wife, you're, you may be in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, Jennifer, one of the questions I have, what are the exercises for women to do on the go and before dealing with the family? What exercises do you personally do, Jennifer? And then, Jan, I know you had another question. I'm sorry about that. What exercises do I do on the go? Yeah, like what are the best exercises for women to do on the go before dealing with their family? And what exercises do you personally do? Well, okay, so I think I told you I get up in the morning and I do run. So I try to get uh, cardio in. If I'm not running in cross-training, then I am either doing some kind of a strength training workout or um, or I'll do like a, a workout DVD or something at home. So my strength training workout, I'll, I'll just grab a set of weights and just do some bicep curls, some tricep extensions. Uh, I'll do some shoulder raises and then I'll just, take it down on the ground and I'll do some like tricep dips and do some abs. So I just try to work this, like some weights into my routine and I try to do that at least three days a week. But a lot of people discount, you don't even, you can use your body, you can use body weight to get your strength training in, right? So I've been doing some DVDs and trying to do, learn more exercises that I can advise people on using um, that. So, um, and then I try to do a double workout. So I'll try to do a morning workout and then do some stretching or yoga type uh, exercises in the evening. So, and I'm not one to be like sitting still or standing still when I'm making dinner even. Sometimes I'll, while I'm standing stirring a pot at the stove, I'll just do some like leg extensions. It's not okay, like, it. you know, my family thinks I'm crazy. Okay. My, they, my my daughter and son call me a health Nazi, but I'm like, okay, I got to get it in somewhere somehow. So I don't know. I just try to to do stuff. And on Wednesdays today, I'm totally behind. I try to do plank an hour. So, you know, how to plank. Have you planked? <laughs> I know about plank. I try to do that where I'm trying to just challenge myself and doing different exercises like that. So, you know, we we really thank you for being on because we know that you have to get back to your business and your family. I do. I do. And Jay has just one really quick last question. Jay, could you share that with her? Yes, I wanted to ask about aerobics. How long should somebody's heart rate? Uh, what, what is the typical heart rate for somebody to build a sweat so they can burn calories? And how long does somebody jog or run or, you know, walk to, you know, get that sweat going? What's your, what's, what is your take on that? Well, you know, there's a couple ways. I think the easiest way, because everyone's, you know, we're talking different ages um, and different uh, lifestyles and uh, levels of activity or levels of um of activity for people, so I try to 
instruct people to do like a talk test. So you want to be exercising, doing cardiovascular, I'd say, three at least three days a week and try to aim cool. for like 20 to 30 minutes, okay? And it's, it doesn't have to be like straight even. You can do like a 10-minute brisk walk. But you're going to want to get to a pace where you're going to be a little bit out of breath. You know, you're still able to talk, but you, you know, want to be where you're kind of breaking a little bit of perspiration, okay? So some people are, well, they say they're speed walking, but, you know, you could even bring it up to a, uh, a slight jog or just even do jump rope. People discount or forget about jump rope. And you don't need a real jump rope. You can do the invisible jump rope. That's totally fine. And do break it wow. up 10 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night, or whatever you can fit it in. But you want to get it where your heart rate is up a little bit. And, you're, and like I said, I use the talk test. Um, you can go online. There's lots of calculators to figure out, you know, you want it at 80% of your maximum heart rate is what they say for um, cardiovascular exercise. So you can search that for yourself. But, again, just out of rule of thumb, I say where you're almost a little bit out of breath, you can maybe still keep a conversation, but it's hard. You just want to be a little bit out of breath and do it for 30 minutes. And try to do it for thirty days, thirty three days a week, thirty days, three days a week for thirty minutes. Got it. You know, it's funny because it is. Jay, I actually jump rope every morning, and then I do yoga right after that, and meditation, and then prayer. So that's like my my everyday routine, six days a week. So I, I do agree. Uh, well, Jen, we thank you for ha- being on our show, and please know, everyone, that you can find out all about Jen. She's like the coolest person, and you can find out about her at www.jennvfitness.com. Again, it's www.jennv, as in Victor, fitness.com. Jen, thank you for That's being great. on our show. You're welcome. Hey, Gail, before Yay. I sign off, I just wanted to tell you that I created a uh, body image top 10 fit tips list for people who wanted, who are on the show today. If you go to my website, there is a, like, subscribe to my fit tips um, opt-in there. And I, anyone who goes there and sends me their email, I will be happy to send that. And I put together... 10 tips, both nutrition and fitness, to send out to everyone. Well, thank you so much for sharing that because I'm sure a lot of people, including people, will be doing that (laughs) myself. All right. Well, thank you so much and have an amazing day. Thanks so much, Jay and Gail. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was great, Jay. I mean, we learned a lot, and now we're going to be bringing on our next guest. We're proud to bring on our next guest, who is Ms. Lizette Lewis, who is a mom, Jay, a media arts professional, uh-huh. and chose to take off time to be with her family. So we're going on to the next level. You know what I mean? So without further ado, uh-huh. we're going we're gonna to bring her on right now. Hello, Lizette. How are you? Hi, Gail. I am well. And this is Jay. Jay, meet Lizette. Hi, Jay. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet nice you, Lizette. Nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. So, you know, um, Lizette, we're gonna, we want to welcome you to Listen, Give Live. And, you know, we ask that you respond to the question at hand and don't give away all your great answers before the end of the show because if you give them away too fast, then people won't learn enough, okay? But we thought okay. this was a pretty 
important topic because a lot of women have been writing in to say, you know, we want to know more about what it is like being a mother and managing that and, you know, the body image and all that. So we're going to go into it more with you about being a mom who was working and then chose to stay home. So we know you worked in media for a while. And as you heard us with Jen earlier in the show, how was it to work in media or just work in general at that time and balance family? What was that like for you? Oh, well, um, it actually wasn't as bad as it may sound. Um, it was a lot. Um, I mainly just, as I feel like as long as you have um, that support system um, set up, then you can pretty much get through it. You know, I was fortunate enough to not have a crazy schedule. I, I worked typical hours, like 9 to 5, and I didn't work very far from home, so those were a lot of things that helped me. Um, nevertheless, I still did have to put my children in aftercare programs where um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but basically after the school hours are done, then they will um, go into another program at the same school and they can stay there till 6 p.m. And that really helped me out a lot, uh, especially with my husband getting home way later than myself. Um, so that was something that I did. And, of course, you know, I had to be very creative in saving my time my time, um, like my sick days, my vacation days, my personal days, I really tried to save them as much as I could for any unforeseen emergencies. Wow. That you know, I know Jay, Jay, has a, Jay has a question for you around that. Okay, yes. Yes, and that brings us to this wonderful question here. I, I want to know what were some of the challenges you faced going to work and being a new mom at the same time? Um, it was at the beginning. It was very. It was hard. Um, with my daughter, I was fortunate enough to stay home nine months with her. That's a blessing. Um, most people that I know cannot afford to stay home that long. I couldn't afford to stay home that long either. But you know, where there was a will, there was a way, and I just, I just had to stay home with my baby. Um, it was very hard breaking away from her. But um, I felt like it was right for me just to get back into work and, you know, be able to contribute to my household. Um, Also, with my son, it was even harder uh, because, obviously, he's the second child, and which means there's more bills to pay, there's more responsibility, and less time to actually stay at home. So with him, I actually only got to stay home for four months. So that was very hard, you know, because I myself um, did not want to take my baby to a, a child, like a daycare center that small. So I had to, um, you know, ask family members, and that's that's not so easy to do sometimes um, when when you're not used to having family members help you, but then you have to go out on a limb and ask people to do things for you. So, but I mean, but I did it all for my baby. <laughs> you know, I just sucked it out, and I said. Listen, so-and-so, can you please watch my baby? And, you know, of course, uh, payment arrangements, all of that was taken care of. But, you know, just knowing that someone else is pretty much raising your child. And um, so that that was one of the biggest challenges, leaving my baby. Um, also, uh, going to work when your child is still waking up in the middle of the night a few a few times. That was very hard. Uh, like, 
like what like I mentioned with my daughter, I went back to work when she was nine months old, so by the time you're nine months old, by the time she was nine months old, she wasn't really waking up at night as often as my son was. I went back to work when he was about three to four months, so you can only imagine he was waking up still at least twice throughout wow. the night. And I I hadn't experienced that, you know. So imagine waking up twice during the night, um, once, you know, and then having to wake up at six in the morning to go to work and getting two children ready, and then having to get to work and 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 be mentally ready for whatever challenges you have at work. Um, well, that's, so that's that that was very challenging. That brings us into the next question. What did you love about working and then going home to the family? What did you love about it? What I loved about working and then coming back home was actually the break. <laughs> um, it was like I, everything else that I said is all true, but then there's the other side. Okay, well, you're away from them, and you kind of get to appreciate just eating alone, having lunch break, um, feeling a little bit more productive in something else, like thinking differently as far as your, your tasks at work and interacting with adults. Um, all of that and just having that routine is something that I really appreciated um, from being at work. And then breaking up that routine and then coming back home and then, you know, taking it from there, which is, is another routine within itself. Wow. Well, guys, you guys work, you guys got two jobs, three, four jobs at the same time. I think, did you Basically. feel like, did, did you feel Oh, yeah, there was a lot of times where one of my kids would be sick and I would say to myself, okay, well, you know, what's more important? You know that your children are more important to you. Obviously, their health is more important, but also you have your job, which um, provides a living, and you're responsible for doing your job. You know, you can't just call and say, oh, my baby's sick, you know. Um, every time your baby is sick. So that that was something that was very difficult for me. Um, so I, it was kind of like I would just, you know, I would say wing it. You know, sometimes it would depend how badly sick my child is. You know, okay, can I really um, leave her at the daycare today? Because daycares don't accept children, sick children. You know, so it's like, okay, um, maybe I can get uh, my grandmother to watch the baby or my mother to watch the baby. It was... You know, so I definitely felt torn a lot of times. You know, there were times where I had to stay later at work, and that would throw my whole uh, evening schedule off of my kids. It would throw it all off, you know. Um, but luckily, I didn't. I wasn't really put in a situation like that very often. So um, thankfully, I just was able to be creative at the moment. And when I couldn't do it, my husband would, and vice versa. So, um we definitely helped each other out a lot with that. But definitely there was a lot of um, feeling of being torn back and forth and, oh, my gosh, I'm at work, but I'm thinking of my kids, you know. And then if a day what I would take off from work, then I would feel guilty because I'm not at work, but I'm with my kids. Just managing those two feelings, you know, it, it was uh, very challenging. Well, we have, we have just a couple more questions for you, and that is, mm-hmm. Lizette, now that you chose to take off time to be with your family, how has it differed from when you worked? Oh, it's it's completely different. Um, I would say at first I felt extremely overwhelmed. 
I felt out of control. I didn't know where to start. Um, I just, I felt lost, even, you know, because working full-time outside of the home and then taking care of your children part-time, because essentially that's what it is. You're working full-time outside, and you only take care of your children part-time. Because by the time you pick them up from their school or their babysitter, you only got but a, a couple of hours left with them. By the time you, you know, um, dinner, baths, actually sitting around and talking to them for a little bit. And then by the time you know it, it's 8 o'clock. It's 8, 8.30, and it's time for them to go to sleep and then setting everything up. So it it was, um, you know, that that part is is, is very hard. Um, but I definitely felt that being a stay-at-home mom was different because I didn't have that routine. You know, so once I realized, okay, this is why I feel so out of control, you know, I don't have any direction. As soon as I wake up, the kids are like, where are we going, Mama? Can we go here? Can we go there? Can we go to the park? Can we go here? And one wants to go one place and the other one doesn't want to go there, and then maybe I don't feel like going, and it is just a mess. So uh, a few days of that, I quickly realized, you know what, I have to just create a routine. I need a routine. And so that's what I did. I, I know what makes my kids happy, or at least what I think will kind of make them happy, so I just based the routine off of that. Um, so, f- for example, I I um, have them in soccer. I have them both doing the same thing. That's another thing, too, because I can't be at two different places at the same time, obviously. Um, so I try to find things that they can both do. Luckily, they're very close in age. The only difference is, obviously, their gender, but because they're still very small, they're still interested in the same things, so I'm able to get away with that. And so this summer, I obviously was able to accomplish that. So I um, had them in soccer and flag football and kids Zumba, everything you can think of that was part of anything like kid-related, that was part of, um, that is part of my routine with them. And I know that Jay had a really important question coming up just for mm-hmm. time purposes. Sorry, Lizette. Okay. Go ahead, Jay. No problem. Oh, this is very important, uh, Gail. Um, do, do the ladies, does the lady and the man of the house ever get family time? Does the lady and the male of the house ever get what time? The man of the house. The man of your hubby. Do you and your mm-hmm. hubby <laughs> Do you and your hubby ever get family time? Do me and my hus- husband ever get family time? Um Yeah, it's 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 it was definitely something that has to be um penciled in definitely because you get very carried away with the kids so you know a lot of the time that my husband and I spend together are when the children are sleeping like solely just me and my husband not well tonight's family night that's not what you mean right you mean just me and my husband (laughs) right (laughs) I mean yeah definitely that's what nighttime is for for us It's like it's 8 o'clock, it's 8.30. We just look at each other and we're like, these kids need to go to sleep. They need to go in their bed. They need to go to sleep. We need to sit around and watch bad TV together and drink some wine uh, or not talk but just be in each other's presence. So, um, yeah, we definitely make time for that. We don't get to go on a lot of dates, which is something that we're, we're changing now. That's something we're definitely changing now. We're making a big effort on doing that. And you know, it's very important. Brings, you know, Jay, that brings me to the next question, Jay. You know, a lot, 
you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you're sharing this in detail that you are because a lot, Jay, I find out that a lot of people don't realize, especially married couples, that they have to find the time to create date time, which brings me to the next question. Do you find yourself on the go a lot with the children now that you've taken the time off on a full-time basis? Oh, yeah, I'm constantly on the go. Um, I, In fact, it kind of has to be that way. For my children, at least, they they always want to go. They they always want to do something. And I do, I have included home day, literally, that's the name of, and I will tell them, no, 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 today's home day, we're staying home, we're doing nothing, we're relaxing, it's perfectly okay, you know. Um, but definitely, I'm on the go all the time um, with these kids. And I'm sorry, I, did, I don't, um, I didn't get the other part of your question. You said if I'm always on the go, and what was no, you, what else? You, you, you actually, it's right. What the difference from when you were working is that you were on the go working and then picking up your kids and so forth. But now that you're not working, do you find yourself more on the go now that you have taken this time off to be with them full time? Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm definitely more on the go now. Yeah, because this is this is all day. This is literally all day. And even when my husband gets home, it's not like I'm like, okay, they're yours. Um, you know, subconsciously I probably do that. I'm like, oh, no, you know, and then he takes over, but I'm still here, you know, so it's not like I'm leaving. I'm checking out somewhere. So, yeah, I'm, it's, it's definitely a lot more of that on-the-go um, feeling, definitely. How is it how so, having more time with the husband now? How is that? What was that? How is it having more time time with your husband now? Is it great? How is it how is it more have how is it having more time with him? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's good. It's you know, I, the first couple of dates we've been going on is like, okay, let's not talk about these kids. You know, we go down the typical list of what parents I'm sure I I'm pretty sure other um, husband and wives do that. Like, all right, let's promise to not talk about these kids when we're out. Like, let's not let that be the focus of our whole entire dinner date or movie date, whatever. Um, so it, it's been fun because it's kind of like we're getting to know each other all over again and just be in each other's presence. You know, there's times where it's just quiet and you can just appreciate it, you know. Um, so... And that's precisely why. And every time we go on a date, we're like, yeah, we need to go on more dates. We need to keep doing this because we don't want to well, lose know, each other. That's, that's the most important thing. You know, Jay, I wish we had more time with it because that's a very important thing. Jay, I have this question for you as well, you know, um, for both you and Lizette. Jay, my question to you is, you know, being that you are on the go a lot, right, you're a family man and everything, you know, how do, you know, like both to you and Lizette, how do you, Jay, create that date time outside of your kids with your wife? How do you do it, Jay? Um, well, basically, um, what I do is I put a little time aside every week, and this is uh, the husband and wife's time, and we just say we're going to do this, and we just take Jelena and just lock her in a room and lock the door. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> but no, <laughs> you know, because it's very hard, Jill. You really don't have any time because they're there. You kind of got to go, you know, basically out out the home and try to go out somewhere else where you're not going to be free. But my daughter is kind of, she's old now. She's 15 
maybe 15, and so she can kind of stay on her own now. But when, when she's very small, it's very difficult because, you know, you have to be responsible parents. But you got to kind of, Jay, you know, it's Jay, Jay, we can't we can't hear you too well. Oh, okay. It's kind of like you have to dodge, you know. In other words, uh, if she goes to that room, we move to the next room. If she goes to that room, we move to the next room. I hear you because well, that's, that's what we do. <laughs> But Jay, my my question to you is: Do you like set? Do you do you set time aside? Like, do you set time aside and say, "Look, this is just going to be my time," you know, husband and wife time every week? Like you said, do you actually do that and just go out, or do you find that Jay, because of your schedule and your wife's schedule, you just got to like do it impromptu? Like, you know, hey, I, let's do it now, you know, because this is the time. This is the time we have. Do you do that? No, actually what I do is I have to schedule it out like a month ahead of time. So if I'm going to go on a cruise or I'm going to go on a vacation, vacation time, we just say, okay, we'll just, instead of trying to get a day here, an hour here, a minute here, a five minutes there, we just save it all up and we say, okay, we did everything for the kids. They should be very happy. And we're going to, now it's our turn. It's, it's, it's the wife and husband's turn. We're going to go on a cruise or we're going to go out for a week. Or sometimes we just might go out and just go to a hotel check you guys out. Mhm. That's that's something actually my husband and I are getting into now. Yeah, so what do you do with that? Is it similar to what Jay just said that he does with his wife or do you Well, is that before uh, well, um when they were smaller, no, you kind of just kind of uh, you just appreciate the time that you have by yourself in the living room with your husband while they're in the other room, and you know any minute now somebody's going to cry or push each other or something's going to happen. So um, we kind of just did that, you know, those, those impromptu moments, like, okay, let's sit down now. And But now that they're getting a little tiny bit older and we're getting, um, I, th- I guess, a little bit more used to this parenting thing here, now we're like, oh, no, um, we're going to drop them off and we're going to go somewhere because you really – don't get to spend that much time inside the house. There's a lot going on inside. So in order for you to spend that, like, that time, you have to get out of the house and leave them somewhere. So that's what we're trying to do now, set that time away, completely separated from them. Um, like how Jay is saying, going on a vacation or just going to a hotel, going to dinner, doing, you know, something completely alone is what we're starting to get into now. Jay and, and, and Jay and um, Lizette, this is my last question to both of you, especially you, Jay, as, as a man. You know, Jay, I'm sure you hear that a lot of men feel that when a woman comes home, well, she's not working as much as she did before, so therefore she should have more time. When you're, did you, were you the type of person that felt that way? Like when, when, when she comes home, she should have more time to... Yeah, I think yeah, right. she should have more time if she wants. No, no, I don't mean that, Jay. I mean like when, when a woman... Like let's say you were, you know, were you the type of man growing up that felt like if a man was married and both parties were working, they don't really have that much time. But if now the wife has taken off or the girlfriend or whatever has taken off to be at home full time, oh, that means that she has a lot of time. She shouldn't be complaining because she's not working. Did you ever feel like that? Well, no, the only reason why is because I was predominantly raised by my mother and I saw all the work that my mom and all my aunties, all the things they did, so I never had that kind of feeling. Now, most men, they feel, some men are, I mean, they need to get uh, re-educated. 
because they feel like, uh, you know, the home wife or the wife is at home is not doing anything. But, you know, if you come home and you got dinner prepared and you lift your feet on the table, somehow the dinner got prepared, somehow those kids' homework got done, somehow the bathroom got cleaned, somehow. So I always see all this work that women do. So I have a different respect uh, for women than most men because I actually, I saw what my mom did and how hard she worked and plus she went to work and she kept the house cold. So, no, I'm, I don't have that perception, but most men, you know, they, they do, you know, and it's really terrible. And guys should really, uh, you know, they should take a, this question is great because guys should really understand that you guys work really hard, not only when you're at work, but when you come home because you guys grew up being little girls and your mom and grandmother taught you all these things you had to do, plus now you have to go out to the workforce too. And it's really rough for you guys. Guys don't have that thinking. They don't, they're not there yet. But I'm here to say they need to be. Well, Jay, thank you for sharing that. I'd love to hear Lizette's um, thoughts on that. Did you, did you what, was there a misconception, um, not from your husband so much, Lizette, but just people around you that now that you were home full time, did you find family and friends feeling like, oh, she's not doing anything, it's just the kids now, she's home full time? Um, yeah, definitely. I would say it all depends on who you're speaking um, to or with. Uh, yeah, but definitely I've gotten that from some people where they just think you're I don't know, chilling all day. You know, you just your kids are just your company, and you're just hanging out. And you know, and it's no, that's not necessarily the case. Obviously, you know, I definitely can appreciate what Jade said, everything he said, and um, I think that slowly but surely, um, some men, or at least I could say, like my husband, his generation, maybe they're starting to understand that. Um, just because of some of the things I see that my husband says, like he does, he does understand that this requires a lot of work. Um, but then I can also see how sometimes he might think differently, you know. Um, but it, it's definitely something that men have to start changing their frame of thinking, and also a lot of other people, even women, just other people that don't have children or are not in the same boat as you. Sometimes it's just hard for them to understand. They just don't think that it's as difficult as it is. Not to say that we can't do anything, because that's not true either. I'm just, you know, but it is definitely a lot more than what it seems. Well, you know, we thank you, Lizette, for taking the time to be on the show with us today. And, Jay, you know, just really your your thoughts about it. you know, the one thing, my personal opinion is this, is that we as women and men, we have to learn to stop wanting to be super women because we've been raised in society that we're super women. And I think that in, in doing that, it's a disservice. It's like we're, it's in a, my whole thing is partnership between men and women, not a woman wanting to be a man and not a man wanting to be a woman, but just partnership, literally. It takes partnership at home, it takes partnership outside the home, everything. Like, Jay, I'm sure you couldn't do what you do unless you had partnership at home, and your wife couldn't do what she does unless she had partnership. And the same thing for you is that, I mean... Oh, definitely, definitely. My husband is my partner. And would you agree with that, Jay, yourself? Oh, yeah, it's totally impossible. It takes takes a team and a village and a a state and a country to raise Mm -hmm. the state. It takes... it takes all of us, and you're absolutely right, Gail. And, you know, I, I'm hoping that, you know, America sees that because that's that's the only way we're going to change uh, the perception of the race these kids. 
You know, you're very right, Jay. And, Jay, if you would just hang on with us literally for five more minutes because that's a topic that it's one of the important topics that we have to end off with. And, Lizette, mm-hmm. we want to just thank, thank you so much for your time. You really have illuminated, you both and Jay, especially and Je- Jennifer today, Jennifer Voss, you and Jay and myself, I think we've illuminated for having you and Jennifer on this, on this show what it really is like to be at home and have go from before you're married, during the process, and after the process now that you have the children. So thank you for your time, okay? Oh, thank you. No problem. All right. And we look forward. Thank you so much, and have an amazing day, Lizette. Okay, you as well. Bye, Jay. Jay. Uh-huh. You know, I, just before we got off, I really, I'm, I'm so grateful. I think we really, Jay, did you learn some things today with the women that were on the show? Oh, I sure did. I learned a lot. And I learned, I, I learned I, that harder than it looks. <laughs> it, it is. It's right. very hard. It, it really is. You know, you know, we're both married. We're both, you know, one of the things that I wanted, you said something very powerful before this this uh, young lady was off the show, you said that it it takes a village to raise a child. You know, as you know, I have three nieces, and all of us have helped to raise them. You have two children. You your family has helped to raise, and we both were raised in a village. But you said something more importantly that not only just the, the locale you live in, but the country you live in is responsible for the raising of all of us. You know what I mean? And that brings me to, to it brings me to those, you know, the, the the news that we were going to share today. And part of that news is two things. To me, that really went hand in hand. One, where um, children of color are now behind other students that are Caucasian or Asian. That was a concern that the ACT scores are painting a troubled picture for students of color. And this has been a struggle that's been going on. Students of color don't just mean African-American. It means African. It means Indian. It means Hispanic. You know what I mean? But even even Indian students don't have the same, don't have the same issue. And then, Jay, we go on to the other issue of STEM, you know, there's not enough students um, in education creating a future STEM works, uh, work, uh, workplace, which is really dealing with technology, engineering, you know, all of these areas. We don't have enough students. So we're actually, overall students of color are lagging behind, and then our students in general are lagging behind with technology, science, engineering, and medical, Okay. This, you know, we're talk- and, and, and we need to start with educating our teachers as the, you know, as the news was speaking about today. You know, Jay, you know that I am very, this, this is where we have to, that's where the women and, and the fathers are important in the, the household. So you talked about partnership earlier. If we don't have partnership in, in the home, how can we extend this out to our kids? Because our kids, students of color are watching their parents having to work two and three jobs just to maintain, you know, a residence, a home, the things they need, and so forth. Our priorities are not together. And then it does bear down in pressure on the family at home. What are your thoughts about that, Jay? 
it is almost, you know, totally impossible. And I sit here, you know, like like today is my daughter's orientation. We're trying to do all these things at the same time, you know, work. Uh, also, you know, trying to educate ourselves and also trying to, you know, take care of a 14-year-old uh, girl and make sure she gets orientated and all the stuff you have to do in a day. I don't know how, you know, i got to take my hat off to a lot of these parents, whether you have, you're a single parent or, you know, you, you have a, a husband or a wife. It's very hard in today's uh, society with all the techni- technology and all the other things you have to do. It's very hard to raise a kid. And with this technology, life is flying around. You, you, you have to manage every second, every minute, every hour. So it's very, very difficult. And, and, and to stay on top of your kids' homework and make sure they get these great act scores. Um, America's uh, youth are really suffering because the world has sped up so much. Because everybody wants everything now, now. I have to have it now. I want it now. Uh, make sure the printer works now. Make sure I eat now. You got fast. Everything is fast food. You got fast education, fast food, fast technology, fast go to sleep. Nobody. We need to. You know, America needs to calm down and relax and enjoy life. You know, and that's what's what's, what's going on now. If everything has to happen now. You want to see well, action like- now. You want to. Mm-hmm. But you know what you said, and you know I've echoed these same things. You know I felt like that for a long time. My issue is that we're too much into technology. You know, you and I used to go back and forth on this. And, that you know, you were more into technology. I'm saying, wait a minute, we need to take the kids off technology because now the way our marketing machine has moved. And do you know what, Jay? The kids are getting tired of technology. Everyone is getting tired of technology because it's just like any other fad. It's great for a while, but then we have to get away from it. And because of it, because of technology, everyone in America wants immediate gratification. You see, what's in other countries, in Europe, you're taught to live. You know, there's an old saying in Europe, you um, work to, you, you, uh, work to live, and here in the States, we live to work. So when you're working to live, you're not working all day. And, they, you know, their kids go on vacations, they go fishing, they go up in the Swiss Alps, everything. That's why I love Europe. But when you come over here to us, we have taught our kids in this generation that technology is more important. We're over in Africa, Australia, Jordan, or in other places in the world. Kids don't have ready access to that, so they appreciate being with family. So I think America is slowly getting back to that, you know. But what I am really concerned is that students of color, students also in public schools are behind. And with this new common core standards where everything is standardized, kids will not learn at the pace they're, you know, learning to. Let's look at last week when we, had a, we were talking about the news, a student, a, a young man who had to go to school in the summer, not because he was dumb, but because in order for him to get caught up. You see what I'm saying, Jay? Yes. I understand, and, and this is the fact, is that public education system, the public education system is funded by a local tax dollars, and affluent neighborhood schools are sometimes subvented by private gifts. And so only the wealthy can afford private schools. And maybe if you're lucky, you can, your kid can get into a high-performance charter school. So the... the, 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 the the playing field is not always even in America. We need to kind of even it out so all the children are able to have the same education. That's that's the problem here, you know. That, but here's the problem, Jay. But, but here's, here's the problem.
problem, Jay, with that, what you just said. I agree with you, but with common core standards, having the same education available to everybody also offshoots the children. They have to learn in a different way. Some children are more creative, so they have to learn from a creative space. You can't expect, it's like you and I eating a glass of ice cream. We're eating the glass of ice cream differently. We may use a spoon, but you might eat faster and I might eat slower. So the whole important thing, when you talk about charter school, the unfortunate thing is some charter schools require that the child be there during the raffle. And now a child is looking at their name, go through a raffle, and hopefully be called. That also puts something on a child to feel like, well, I wasn't good enough to get in. Now I've got to go to my yeah. neighborhood school. So the things that we have to do is increase. The, well, how we can start is the people in each school in their neighborhood bring books to the school, bring the latest uh, neighborhood things, write to your local representatives, write to a local company. You know, ask a local company for support in getting the latest books and things. Talk to your principal. You know, some parents, you know, look, I'm just going to get really open here. Some parents, there are kids in special ed. Some of their parents are battling mental illness, and you actually can't talk to the parent as much because the child is battling that at home. So if you've got a, a parent that's battling mental illness, it's kind of hard to talk to that parent. They may be okay enough in society, but that parent needs support, the child needs support. So, you know, there's different things, or there's a child who's autistic, and you've got a single parent who's struggling to take care of that child. Or you have two parents who are middle class and they have an a, a child who's autistic, and it's still very challenging. How do we, as an American country, a country that we love, a country that we live in, the country that we're grateful to God to be in, or whether you're a Buddhist or whatever you may be, that you're just grateful to be in this country, how do we move it forward? I mean, people are coming to this country to work, but sending their children back to their own country for education. That says something, Jay. Yes, it does. Um, I think one of the first things we need to tackle in this country is teaching social skills. Um, I mean, before, before we teach the ABC, we need to teach people to have regard for their life and one another. And, and that's the way, you know, you see all this stuff happening in our country. It's because none of these children have been taught social skills at an early age. You know, don't go kick your friends. Don't push your friends. Just they need to be taught that before they learn how to talk. You know, everybody has a life and everybody should be respected. And that's the problem. And, you know, you, you, now we're trying to fix things after the fact. Oh, let's go do this. Let's go have a rally. Let's go do this. Let's go march. Let's go do all this stuff. But that's not the problem. The problem is in the beginning. Now, you can't fix it after the fact, as you see. With all this tournament that's going on in our country, you can't fix it after the fact. It has to be done no. in the early years and the early stages. Yeah, and you also have to teach our children that there's more than just us here in America, that there are other people of other, other, people of other cultures. They may do things differently. We also have to teach our kids patience. Because there, I mean, we've got a lot of gang violence going on. We've got a lot of um, people, kids who don't have any regard for anything because we give them everything. I mean, you know, Jay, you and I could go on forever. I just want to thank you, you know, we've, for being on the show today, sharing your thoughts as a guy, you know, being a dad, you know, me sharing my thoughts about being a woman, being uh, an aunt, 
uh, taking care of my nieces early on, still, you know, connecting with them even right now. Our family is truly a village, and I'm grateful for that, you know. Um, and really looking forward to, you know, how this is going to un like how this is going to open up because I think Jay, the next two months are going to be pivotal to kids. Um, what I'm seeing now and what we're reading about is really concerning, you know. And and lastly, Jay, I just want to say one other thing. You know, we talked about print a year ago versus um, the computer. Well, it's funny. We're now getting back and. Gannett newspapers just closed, um, laid off half the workforce so that everything can be digitized. That's going to be a concern because what about those students and families that cannot afford a tablet or don't have access to a computer all the time? You know what I mean? So we're definitely yes, in a time of change. And it's really, really sad because not only that, what I'm afraid of, Gail, is that everything is not digitized. So all those books that weren't digitized, they don't come into today's market. We lose so much when you get rid of these books. Not, not only do you lose all this information, but a lot of books never make it. And now I know it's because there's a lot of artwork and music that was not turned into CDs. And now those things are no longer, no longer available for the American public. And these hey, books, are, these are, we sure are we sure we're hearing you? Like, you know, must I touch my desk? Mr. Logan has actually shifted. Audience, Mr. Logan has shifted today. You are arguing with us for technology, Mr. Logan. Well, I'm arguing over the archiving of technology. How it's being, <laughs> how it's being, I know. How, how, actually, how it's being sorted out. Yes, I, I, I mean, it's because, because, I mean, it's a lot of information that won't be available. There, well, there's, there's, I don't know who's, who's in charge. Well, you know who's the other who's issue, too, Jay? You know, Jay, he, and then, you know, uh, folks, we're going to end our show after this, but Jay and I can get very, very passionate about things. You know, one of the things that's really concerning is everything that's being archived and digitized, right? Can we be 100% assured that, let's say, for instance, the way Shakespeare wrote his book, you understand? That is a book that kids use in theater, in class, in college, adults love, can we be assured that that book is going to be copied and digitized exactly as Shakespeare wrote it? Do you see what I'm saying? Right. And you, that, you can't. Right. You can't be assured. You can't be assured. As well as here's another major issue. You know technology, just the same as on our computers. If we write something and we don't back it up and something happens with a virus or whatever, it can wipe out the entire hard drive, and the solid-state drive, you can easily, the new solid-state drive is very easy. You just go back into your system panel and erase it from there. So if you erase anything, it's gone forever. What happens if they decide to get rid of all books and just digitize? We'd be in trouble. That's where we're going. Sadly, that's where we're going. We, we need to keep both platforms. Very yeah. important to see both platforms. Everybody interprets interprets differently, and you need to have both outlooks, and you need to have the original format, not some digitized version of it. Just that. Exactly. Well, Jay, as always, it's been a blast. We are going to have an amazing next few weeks, and um, I'm excited about it. Jay, as we say in San, you know, to you in San Francisco. Sorry, guys. This month and next month, we're going to have some good weather, and we're going to brag about it. 
<laughs> yes, you guys have it. We're cloudy here. Good. <laughs> have a great day, Jay. <laughs> okay, you too. Bye, everybody. <laughs>